I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha podcast for round one, 2021. We're coming to you from the two wings of Wayne Jackson Studios in Melbourne. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who is furious mm. that Adam Trollo was hugged by Tyler Brown before the game on Friday night. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Wow, you really, you really strung that intro out there. I appreciate it, mate. You built the tension, the tension that was not there before the game on Friday night between Footscray and Collingwood. It was an absolute disgrace. Adam Trelaw. He bailed on his teammates, and yet they give him a hug mm. before the game, Michael, on the ground. What have we become in our great game of AFL? I don't think I can watch this game anymore. We've been very strong in it from the start that it's all Adam Trulo's fault. How dare, how dare Adam Trelaw offer to back-end his contract <laughs> and put Collingwood in a financial position that they have to get rid of, not him, but Tom Phillips and Jaden Stevenson, you selfish motherfucker. How does that get a hug before a game? Absolutely. I mean, we've been very strong in it. Ever since mm. our very first episode, we've been very mm. strong in it. And they say, if a club comes to you and yeah. offers you $4 million over five yeah. years, you mm. do not take it for the good no, of wait. the club. Mate, that, why would you do that? What kind of what kind of got a word we live in? It's unbelievable. And if I'm if I'm if I'm the Collingwood players, right? Mm-hmm. I know that Trelaw has gone. You go, all right, boys. Let us never speak his name again, mm-hmm. right? But what you do do is the day before the game or the day of, say it was a Friday night game. Adam Trelaw's house, fuck, it burnt down. Oh, sorry, mate. Did it accident? <laughs> do you want to get the fucking? Do you want to get the forensics in? Have a look. How did that catch fire? How did that go up? And to really send the message home, his partner on the Gold Coast, Kim, bang. Oh, did your house burn down as well? Oh, fuck. Well, maybe if she didn't play for the Gold Coast, that meant you wouldn't have had to leave because you wouldn't be able to handle her living in a different state, mate. This is all fucking on you, Chalor. I love the idea that you think mm. that the uh, Collingwood players would have to do that when really, if you, if you, <laughs> if you sniff around the Collingwood membership, I think there are a few arsonists in there. You know what was fascinating about that? So... It, it was an odd thing, though, to hug him prior to the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shake a man's hand before a footy game, but to actually give him a hug and someone, you know, and they often say it's it's like combat out there, Michael. It's not quite war, but clo- getting close to, to Anzac Day, it's, it, they use a lot of war analogies. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, but just very quickly, uh, Junk Thomas, it's a long fucking way from Anzac Day, okay? It's a long <laughs> fucking way. That is true. But... I think the hug is like over the top. You just give him a bit of, hey, buddy. Like, cause surely Tyler Brown would have spoken to him. He would have caught up, yeah. Yeah, he could have given him a hug any time in the past couple of months. He probably didn't need to do it on the ground. I'm not for it. Bit of a hug, maybe a pat on the back. Pat on the bum if you really like the bloke. Go, hey, mate, fucking miss you. But then didn't the Collingwood team and um, maybe a, kind of the, a couple of the trainers show a bit of affection for Adam after the game? 
Well, that I understand. I mean, you know, that's when they go, oh, perhaps it wasn't your fault, but prior to the game. And also, Collingwood fans, seriously, how confused were they? Like, oh, dude, got they, were, they, didn't, they didn't know what to do. They were like, they didn't. Well, I mean, and he's blonde. Is it, is it Travis Cloak? I don't know what to do. Yeah, he got his first kick and they were like, boo. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they were like, hang on a second, this is not really his fault. So, And then by yeah. the final quarter, they were cheering him. Yeah, it was really strange. It was sort of <laughs> like, uh, it was like Rocky Four. Have you had a Carlton player that left and you booed? Like kind of, and you meant it? Um, well, that, that's a great question yeah, without notice. That's a big question without notice, sorry, yeah. I mean, the only Carlton player that I can think of that left of recent times was Bryce Gibbs, and I tell you, there was, there was no booing that he went to Adelaide, mate. There was just lots of Carlton supporters cheering him. Yeah, wow. Well, he made the, he went yeah, to the Crow Eaters. I mean, the major one I can think of was Buddy back at the end of 2013. Yeah, and we played them in about round I don't know fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Yep. Okay. And went with a few mates. We talked about you know ah oh, no you know it'd be bad bad form to boo him like it'd be bad mm. form. And then once he touched the ball, we're like boo. But it was so. Do you do you boo or do you get stuck in him calling him a low dog and all that kind of stuff? Are you a, are you an adult booer? But that's the thing. Like the booing was looking around the crowd. I can still picture it. It was yeah. actually more fun banter than anything. Like, people were laughing. Yes. They weren't booing yeah, yeah. him because we, we love him. But, like, it was more like a, oh, this is kind of funny, you know, to kind of be a little a little goofy on a Saturday night. Yeah, you know why I reckon you didn't hate it as much? Because you'd gotten two flags out of him. Mm-hmm. I reckon if he had have uh, bailed on your team and you hadn't got a premiership out of his run at the club and he left just purely for money... I reckon there would be more hatred there, but you'd gone, oh, it's Buddy. We got two flags. We're still a good team. We've got Ruffy down there. We've got Gunston. Everything's going to be all right. You won the next two. It's a fucking disgrace. I, <laughs> if he plays this weekend in round two, I will be booing him because even his leaving didn't help you guys fall apart. Yeah, but I think it was also kind of like it happened like once or twice and then we are like, we're okay. Like, we don't need to do this anymore. It was fun in games for a, for a few minutes. Yeah, you do learn to move on quite quickly. Although mm. some people kind of hang on to it for years, don't they? Well, I mean, Hawthorne fans in the 89 grand final, you can hear on the coverage, they're booing Neville Bruns for... <laughs> for getting his jaw for broken. For doing the ridiculous thing yeah. of running into Lee Matthews' right hand. And and, and, and that's on Neville, okay? That's on <laughs> Neville. <laughs> he needs to live with that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he deliberately faced away from <laughs> Lee Matthews and said, mate, if you can reach your arm around, my jaw is fucking open for us. <laughs> Hey, Michael, Comedy Festival, very imminent right around the corner. You can feel the the tension and the excitement in the air. It's the first time the Comedy Festival has uh, been back for two years. We didn't do one last year. Mm -hmm. And you and I are both doing shows. I am doing The Unwellness Guru, which starts this Thursday night, the 25th. Your show is called? Calm Down. Okay, I will calm down. So you start Wednesday the 24th. I start Thursday the 25th and go. I only go through till April the 4th. I'm only doing 11 shows, Junk Timers, so you do need to indeed get around it. You need to get around it very quickly, mm. yeah, yeah. You do. And you're going through till the 11th, is that right? You're the doing extra week? The 11th of April, yes, I'm going to do an extra week because I just need a longer time just to, I suppose, share my thoughts. With yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna power through it, and by the end of mine, people will be like, "Fuck that that eleven shows. That seems like a lot. Maybe you should have done eight. <laughs> yeah, there was probably no need for it." And don't forget, junk times. If you do want a special discount for being a loyal junk time listener, if you go to trybooking.com, which is where you can get both our tickets, you type in the code word "low dog." 
low dog one word and you will get 10 percent off so um come along see us we'd love to see you there we'd love to have a chat afterwards particularly you know if carlton can um get over collingwood this week i'll be happy to chat to anyone and what about our live show on sunday it's gonna be massive so we have Titus O'Reilly joining us. We have mm. former North Melbourne coach and Brisbane Premiership player Brad Scott and then yeah. the one and only Dane Swan. It's going to actually yeah. be pretty fucking awesome, I reckon. Yeah, it's going to be great. So that's this Sunday afternoon, the 28th of March at 4 o'clock at the European Beer Cafe. Uh, make sure you get tickets to that because I have a feeling now I did a um, corporate gig. It was like a VFL launch on that's Friday right. afternoon. You did, yeah. And Swanee was there and... And he wasn't meant to be there. He just kind of just... Yeah, exactly. He was just... He just loves... <laughs> he woke up in the car park on the Friday morning. He was like, oh, yeah. shit, okay. Better wander up. hanging out at the casino. But Brody Holland put to him when they were talking... They were kind of talking footy trip stories and Brody Holland asked him a question and Swanee said, I don't think I can answer that here. Here we so go. So I am awesome. going to put that to him awesome. on Friday. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually doing awesome. Swanee's podcast on Wednesday. So yep. I'm going to be on that and... Uh, you know, I'll have a bit of a chat to him, find out some stories that we're definitely going to ask him. So what we're saying, Junk Timers, is there is going to be a huge chance that there will be stuff that we cannot put out on the podcast. So you need to be in the room to be able to appreciate it and get the good goss. And then the good ones too. I mean, you know, the classic going to go to Vegas with um, Dusty. Like I know. Man. I know. There's a Toby Green question I might want to ask, actually. Yeah, great. And nothing, and also, nothing bad, nothing bad, by the way. Like, nothing bad, but no. I just want to ask the question. Like, nothing... Nothing bad happened, but I just want to ask the question. Yeah. And I reckon it's going to be great. Like Brad Scott, you know, just to see, uh, you know, obviously a Brisbane uh, Premiership player. He was at North for a long time and had them up there and then just, uh, you know, bailed on them when they were at their worst. But uh, now at the AFL. And so what, what his role is uh, at the AFL, you know, whether he's, he's part of the... I, I want to know, because you, I know you love to know how much people are getting paid. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what he's doing at the AFL to earn that coin. Yeah, for sure. And think about it. Yeah. The, uh, the arc... I mean, mm. you know, what skills, uh, you know, coffee, uh, favourite coffee, like yeah. um, how he gets about his day. And then also, I also have questions I want to ask him about back in my teenage days when mm. the Scott brothers were kind of a mythical... Oh, yes. Yeah, they were mythical creatures and you kind yeah, of got yeah, frightened they might show up, at, show up at parties. And so I just yeah. want to... Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of questions, mate. There's a lot going on. It's going to be a huge the night. One, the one question I want to want answered, and we're... we're, we're we're talking about um, Patrick Dangerfield here, who is who is looking at facing the tribunal. Now, the idea was that the MRO would deal with incidents on the day, right? And so why cannot the tribunal deal with stuff straight away? Or do they have to wait till the Monday to see if any other cases go to the tribunal as well? Because um, what the fuck are those guys doing? I mean, some of them are lawyers, but they're not working on weekends. Come back from Portsy, mate. I think you'll find that is a fucking question without a notice. <laughs> but Sorry. yeah, okay, so when did Danger do that? On Saturday? Mm-hmm. So late now, Saturday afternoon. And now when Monday he's been referred to, wasn't it meant to be done the day after? Well, yeah, I believe that's the MRO. So if that's where they go, um, like I think it was David Asprey from Richmond on Thursday night, he copped a $2,000 fine, and I'm pretty sure that happened either on the Friday or the Saturday. So MRO might be able to go, hey, Chris, have a look at this. And he's like... Oh, can you can you text it through to me? I'm on the beach, and they like do, and then he sends it up, and then he can do it. But maybe tribunal, they need to get him in a room. Well, that's the thing I'm asking, mate. Like, mm. is, I mean, they, I've actually seen a lot of articles saying, you know, which coach is on the chopping block before round one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and after round one, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is Chriso on the chopping block after round one? I mean, he should have um, got this done. 
I, I don't know why he's dragging his heels. Like, if they know, if they know that it's instantly going to the tribunal, they go, he's got three weeks, but he's got to sit there. So that, I mean, are, are you giving SEN a big enough run-up at this? Like, I feel <laughs> I feel for the broadcasters who mm-hmm. just go, what if he gets three weeks? What if he gets four weeks? But if they know this morning, Jared Waitley comes on air at 9 o'clock, Gary and Tim at 6 a.m. go, Danger's got three weeks and he's got to face the tribunal tonight. People ring up, should be two weeks, should be four weeks. It's just a bump. You're taking you're sanitizing the game. What do you think he gets? Like, I actually didn't think it was that bad. I really didn't. Uh, when I first saw it, I didn't think there was that much in it. But when you slow it down, as Danger said, to 30 frames per second, you can make he makes it makes him look really bad. Yeah, as for a, sure. You know, like in the grand final last year, like you, when you yeah. put it in slow motion, it looks like he you know punched it and then kind of waited Mate. to get the hit. But like we're talking about you know what's a fraction Split of a second? second. Yeah. Well, you look at the Zapruder incident, 30 frames per second. Lee Harvey Oswald is just defending himself. Well, that's the thing. And, and I mean, a lot of people say that JFK could have ducked. Okay. Oh, mate. <laughs> He's got to protect himself. <laughs> I think Danger is in trouble because he didn't look to smother the ball. He looked to make contact. Okay. And then his feet did leave the ground. And then he raked his head with his stops. This is all you can see it in slow-mo. In fast motion, you can't see any of that stuff. He then spat in his mouth while Kelly was unconscious. Yeah, that's bad. That's not good. Yeah. 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 And Kelly is uh, O-positive and um, Danger transfused him with O-negative. Oh, and you just no. Go, Come on, yeah, Danger. Yeah. Come He's diabolical. On. That's another week. Um, but it was a refreshing week of football, Adam. I think everybody was uh, relatively entertained by it. There was what only like one or two blowouts, really. Most of them were pretty close. I mean, North and Port Adelaide was probably the one that I can only think of that was an absolute blowout. And the rest were very, very fast-paced. And, you know, they were okay games. And most teams were kind of in it at least until three-quarter time and then kind of fell away, a la Carlton. Now, I've only come down to Melbourne today on uh, March 22. Um, so I didn't, didn't get a game on um, Saturday to watch the da 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 but did you did you get to the Thursday night on uh, I did, game? I did not because it was a Richmond home game, which meant it was a little bit more difficult for Carlton fans to get a ticket. But I did go on to the Ticketek website. And you know what? Ticketek, above all else, they've made things just smooth and easy to use. Have Have they been told that they run... <laughs> A ticketing company because every every yeah. time there's a surge, it's like, yeah. oh, 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 what? Wait, wait! No one told us this event was on. Yeah, hang on. How many people want to come? Oh, we can't handle that. <laughs> I mean, we've only, I mean, no, no, no. Go and book book your ticket at Bass. Okay, book your, <laughs> Yeah, they're very good at it. Yeah, we've got I've got two modems plugged into two landlines. We can't fucking <laughs> handle this. And someone picked up the phone while someone was making an order. They have to redial back in. Oh, dude! Like every time so, it fucks up. So I went to the website because I thought um, it was really late in the piece. It was the Wednesday at 1 o'clock because they've staggered all the times to try and allow for people to get on there um, for a reserve member, which I am. And they said, just put in the barcode from your membership. I put it in. It's like, that password is not accepted. I'm like, it's not even a fucking password. It's the barcode that you asked for. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't get it. So I didn't even bother. I'm going to be trying for the Carlton Collingwood game this Thursday night for a friend, which I can't go to because obviously that's where my festival show starts. Yep. But hopefully I have a smoother fucking process through. Um, I actually was really hoping that we would get the traditional third quarter shot of you with the other dudes from the front bar yeah, um, yep. looking very sad with very happy Mick Malloy, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, yeah, that, that, that I actually kind of watched a little bit of that coverage just by the fact I was like, when's Rosie coming on? When's he coming on? So that's all you watch for, to see me miserable, did you? Well, I mean, a lot of people like tradition. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the bounce, yeah. <laughs> the start of the quarter. Yeah, you know, true. we like tradition. You know, we like that's the uh, we like uh, one day in September before the um, before the grand final, mm. and we like mm. to see Adam Rosenbach's looking sad at true. Uh, halfway through the third quarter when you, you think it's down. You know, it's a good tradition now. The sub, the injury sub. I tell you what, if I, I don't know that we can live without it in the game going forward. I think it is a terrific idea that cannot be manipulated by any team and won't be going forward, even though three of the players who came off on the weekend could potentially play this weekend? It's a very good question, actually, Adam. And, uh, yeah, mm. I mean, sorry, not even a question, but a, statem- a no. statement without notice. Yeah. But, yeah, so it seems to be like you can now go off with, like, a grazed knee or something. And they only brought it in on the Wednesday before the first game. <laughs> How's that? They just go, concussion. Everyone's like, fucking great, concussion. We need to make sure, look after the players. We don't want them back on 12 days, concussion. Absolutely, it's in other sports. Why wouldn't you? All-encompassing injuries. Okay, bit weird. Wasn't expecting that. Why would you do that? Tomorrow it's starting? Oh, okay. You haven't done any research? No worries. And so it doesn't matter. Do they have to stay out for two? They don't have to. They can play the next week? Okay, yeah, but no one's going to manipulate it? Yeah, no worries. Just bring it in. That's totally fine. Oh, by the way, we'll pick a first-game player and he won't oh, walk on the ground for the whole game. That poor motherfucker. So the Hawthorne player, Connor Downey, yeah, yeah. was chosen in his first game. So you... What do you ri- do? You ring your parents and say, "Hey, I'm in the team, well, but I'm not in." Well, the that's team. the thing. Like you call your parents and go, "Like, mom, dad, I mean, I'm so emotional. I mean, thank yeah. you so much for all the work you've done over the years. Mm. Like, you know, driving me to games. It's oh my god, you've, you've given me so much. And yeah. um, and uh, I mean, and 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 if and if some dude doesn't knee, <laughs> I'm gonna play my first game. I mean, fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. I mean, I just hope someone breaks a leg in the first quarter. I can play the game. So you can see his parents in the crowd going, stay down, you fucking, <laughs> yeah, get sure. him off. <laughs> Just limp for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's the final quarter. You've already won. Oh, Tom Mitchell, be, care- <laughs> you sh- be careful of your shins, mate. Watch out. <laughs> and then they got the poor kid. They dragged him into the into the middle of the song to do the Gatorade uh, Bukaki. But you go... He's embarrassed. Like, yeah. it's not fair on yeah. the young fella. You know, he's just like, well, I didn't do anything. All my family and friends have come down. They're hoping I got on. I didn't. Is it better or worse than first gamers who didn't register at a possession? So you you were part of the team. Cade Simpson it happened to. Jonathan Brown it happened to. Yeah, sure. Th- that they played but didn't get a touch. Or is it worth this guy going, hey, the only reason I didn't get a touch is because I wasn't allowed on the ground. He's played one game now according to AFL statistics. Well, I think, I mean, there would be players who didn't go to group. But, I mean, you look back at like when they had the 19th player and the like, you know, there would have yep. been people okay, who yep, yep. didn't get on the ground. Um, but then also um, Cam Mooney didn't get a touch in a grand final. In yeah, 99. But, you know, you still get the medal, don't you? You do. But, all right, question without notice oh, about Cam yeah, another Mooney. Another one. Sheesh. We'll had, find them. Had, had he not gone on to win the two flags that he won with Geelong, would he appreciate that North Melbourne one? Because now we can just be like, I didn't deserve it. It doesn't matter. I've got the other two. Or would he be like, hey, I'm part of a premiership team. I'm a fucking hero. When he knows deep down, when he puts his head on the pillow... And he closes his eyes. He's all a he sees, fucking failure. <laughs> all he sees is donuts flashing <laughs> before his eyes. But obviously, it's so primed to be. Um, I mean, I get it. Con- concussion. 
Oh, absolutely. If they, if I mean, and initially that. it was called a concussion rule. Yeah. You know, concussion, like, fair enough, something gets knocked out. But I think for a knee or a, a groin or a Achilles or whatever, I kind of go, no, I think this rule needs to be for concussion. Because also by the fact, mm. Adam, mm. what's going to happen in a grand final? Oh, don't tell me it's going to come down to a grand final. The player's going to be playing badly and the coach is going to be like, hey, mate, just pull you, put your hand on your hamstring. Oh, I can't play, I can't play. Sub, in. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, then you see him at the grand final celebrations. He's on the bar. He's doing high kicks. Yeah, exploited like, no, already. Fucking dog. Yeah, then because that that would mean that if that did happen, then you would have to send someone from the AFL integrity unit to all celebrations in the following week. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, they go to the houses and they go to the bathrooms, particularly the bathrooms, and particularly to see what's the happening bathrooms. On. Yeah, <laughs> mate, he bent right over and he was leaning all <laughs> over the toilet seat, and he didn't grab at his hamstring once. <laughs> Now, what did you make of uh, Kane Corns wasn't very happy with Joe Danaher booting his first goal for the Brisbane Lions and then he grabbed at his jersey, Michael, and he's like, I'm a fucking proud lion, you fucking dog and motherfuckers. I am very happy that Kane Corns has found mm. his way back into the headlines on the first <laughs> week of yep, yep. AFLM. Okay. I find it amazing that he managed to kind of, you know, pull something Find something. That is made up and bullshit and still managed to get headlines. Well done, Kane. Did- do you think Essendon supporters are sitting there going, fuck you, Joe Danaher, we did so much for you, mate. We, 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 we ruined your groins, we made you no good for years, and now that you've left, you grab at that. When you didn't grab at the sash, why didn't you grab at the sash? I think it was like a bit of a kind of, uh, I'm here now, and here we go. Like, I don't, th- I, d- I don't think Essendon fans would take offence to it. No. Um, but I think it was more like just like, I've kicked a goal, and it was a weird fucking goal. It kind of went, went three different ways. Um, yeah. But I think it was just like, come on, here we go. But I think I, I think actually it's great for the game that Joe's out and about, and um and a horror and horrible that um Brisbane are a really good team, uh, and they've got now like a six and a half foot forward who can fucking clunk them from anywhere. Yeah, they still lost, mate. They had nine goals poured on them. The uh, the most goals in a quarter since I think it was two thousand and eighteen. Really? By the Sydney Swans? Yeah. No way. You would have thought that would have been the dark days back in you know the kind of mid teens. Yeah. Oh, mate, when do you reckon the last time the Swans poured on nine goals in a quarter? Yeah, wow. Like that that would have been years ago, back in the, the fucking Barry Hall plugger days. Back in 1933. When they, <laughs> when they went ballistic. But uh, the heat has come for Essendon. Now, they were 40 points up against your boys. Mm-hmm. I happened to be watching that game. and um, da, da, It was interesting. Da, 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 da. It was interesting watching two teams that I loathe. And you go, who do I loathe more? And yeah. fuck, I was, I was really praying for a draw. That would have been great. Who would you have barracked for in that game? Uh, I did lean towards Hawthorne, unfortunately. Oh, dude, can we fucking yeah. get that as a fucking uh, ringtone? <laughs> I leant. I leant, like just slightly leaning. Not not barracking. Certainly not barracking, but not going for S. Let's say I wasn't going for Essendon, but I wasn't. You're, I was barrac- you're barracking for the umpires. For okay, let's put it like that. I love the umpires. I love the umpires. <laughs> but... You guys, uh, you guys came from 40 points down. Mm-hmm. Now, Ben Rutten, truck, has gotten himself in trouble. Now, he from the first bounce, he coached from down on the bench. And then as the run-on started, Hawthorne, I think, kicked seven in a row in the third quarter. And truck was just sitting there. He wasn't talking to the players as they came off the field. He just wasn't making any moves. He wasn't trying anything out. And you kind of go, what are you doing on the bench, mate? Like, what you, your assistants are up in the box. They're, they're making the calls. What the fuck? Truck, what are you doing, mate? You know what I actually found interesting? By the fact I was doing stand-up on that, um, on that Saturday night. So I only got to watch, like, the last 15 minutes of the final quarter. Yep. 
and they would cut to truck. Mm. And I actually was surprised at how lacking he was in emotion. But not even like an in emotion. He wasn't even talking to the players that were coming off. Mm. It wasn't even like, uh, you know, just pull them aside, have a chat, you know, get into their head or, you know, you didn't need, you didn't even need to see him like jump a punch someone or, you know, throw someone around. It was just like, it was like he had a game plan and it wasn't working out for him, but he just sat back and went, oh, well, fucking done everything I can do. He was kind of chilled out. Yeah. And I wonder, maybe it is a bit of a tactic where he's like, I'll let you do it. The players? Yeah, I'm not going to kind of yell at you. I'm going to kind of test you guys today and just see, you know, how... Do you remember, like, um, when Rizzi was the um, coach at the Swans and yep. one day the coaches didn't show up and they were in a, in a box and they the players showed up, but they were like, let's just see what happens. Oh, okay. Do you remember that story? No. So yeah, yeah. it's just for a training drill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the day of training and the coaches were hiding up in a box and they were like, yep, yep. let's pretend we don't show up today. Yeah, and they're okay. watching, See what they and do. then and then the players went out on the ground, and they're like, "Yep, cool, get drills going." You know, you know, the leaders kind of came forward, said, "We'll do the handball." You know, yeah. um, Barry Hall Let's got pra- like you know, bit of left, <laughs> bit of right, bit of left, yeah. bit of a right. Um, yeah, they, and they practiced flooding back and just holding the ball in the back pocket for twenty-three minutes. Yeah, yeah, sure, minutes. like you know, having like twenty-two men around the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I generally was surprised by how emotionless he was, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I actually, on reflection. I actually think maybe he was playing a bit of a game like, I'm going to see what these people are doing. Yeah, big, okay. Big and call from Chamber right there. Because you know what and, the buzzword is. Probably incorrect call there from Chamber <laughs> right there. <laughs> well, you know what the buzzword is. Maybe he did that so they could have learnings at the back of it. Because David Teague is all about the learnings. So maybe Ben Rutten, the modern, the modern coach as well, is all about, you know, we may have lost, but as long as we learn something, Michael... Then we're okay. Yeah, sure. Can we flash back about a week ago? I think uh, on the David T topic. Um, mm. but so Carol was saying that um, Teague gone, gone, mate. In trouble for Clarko. Gone already. So he's one and a half, or not even that. Twenty-eight games into his coaching career. Yep, yep. Gone already. Gone already. Yeah. Unbelievable. Even before the loss to Richmond too. So at the end of twenty twenty-two, Clarko mm-hmm. will be taking over Carlton. So not even so. Who's going to caretake until like the next well, that's uh, forty-three games? Good question. Well, I feel like I mean, Kara's always on the ball, so I feel like mm. Teague will be sacked next week when you lose to yeah. Collingwood, and then yep, yep, caretaker, uh-huh. and then Clarko will caretaker for for forty-two uh, games. Yeah, yeah, caretaker for like yeah a long time. And and well, and what about what about if if Clarko like sends over notes on a Thursday? They relay it to the players. He still coaches Hawthorne. But during the week, he can be like, hey, uh, I've been watching your games. Well, you're playing this team. Do this. And they go, no worries, Clarko. So he's kind of coached by proxy. But don't you find it ridiculous, though? Like, we're already at round one. And, mm. like, people People are, are under pressure. Yeah, they are. Like, I find yeah. it ridiculous. Like, I think the AFL website had a... Was it the AFL website or maybe Herald Sun? And they were like, mm. a list of the coaches under pressure. And it's like, guys, can we play a fucking game? Oh, look at you. Looking out for the coach's health and mental well-being. Unbelievable. You've changed, Michael. You've changed. Hey, what about uh, Collingwood making Jaden Stevenson's Collingwood housemates move out? What did you make of that? That is weird, man. That is weird. Although, Mm. as someone who has had housemates in the past, Mm. I highly approve of not living with people. (laughs) (laughs) So we had two housemates. What are their names again? I've got to look it up. Um, 
but they they were former Collingwood players, and then yes. the idea of the story is that Collingwood leaned on them to say, "Hey, don't live with Jaden anymore." Irishman Anton Tohill and West Australian forward Trey Rusco had lived with Stephen Sidlas. A bit harsh on the Irishman. You go, mate, he's fucking living with a Melbourneian. He wants to hang out. He wants to get to know the country. He's, you know, the guy's fucking probably homesick. And you go, oh, mate, uh, you got to move out from the guy you've been living with who's you're probably comfortable with and you're mates with. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't live with him anymore. Get homesick, fly home. Oh, yeah. why'd he leave? Yeah, because yeah, he's fucking destitute and homeless. And then when they went to came, they came to Jaden and they said, we wish to move out. And then Jaden said, I'll give you a 10 to 1. You don't. And <laughs> I thought that was out of line. That was yeah. out of line. And the worst thing was Jaden Stevenson had back-ended his rent. So they, <laughs> <laughs> those blokes fucking owed a lot of money. But it actually made me think, like, there'd be a lot of players who live together who play on the same team. But they, I imagine there would be quite a few players who are different teams who live together as well. Yeah, I reckon, especially if you're sort of ex-teammates and you just go, oh, fucking who cares? And do you reckon they talk no, tactics around no, the house? No, they would not give a shit. They would not give a shit. Like, they don't have a whiteboard on the wall. No, they're playing NBA on um, PlayStation and they fucking couldn't give a shit. Like, I have a theory that, like, uh, uh, if two players from uh, opposing teams mm. and one player walks into the other team's uh, other guy's bedroom... Yep. Um, and he goes, no, 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 don't come in. It's not because there's a whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> there's something else going on. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, Mick Malthouse is back. We've missed him over the summer. He doesn't. He doesn't tend to write about the AFLW, which is odd for odd for Mick because he knows so much that uh, I'm surprised they haven't tapped into his, uh, you know, his um, wealth, wealth of, of knowledge. knowledge. So he wrote an article about St Kilda. He previewed St Kilda and he starts off by saying, St Kilda has been a hard luck story since 1966. So this is a guy, no one else would have known, picked up on that. But Mick Malthouse has gone, hey, I think they've only won one flag. I see a pattern here. Hey, mate, we, as we've said before, he has rat cunning, okay? He knows what's <laughs> going on. That's true. He says uh, since 2000, right, St Kilda's been in the finals eight times without a flag. And he goes on to list all the other teams that have won one. He said, of the Victorian teams, only Carlton and Melbourne have fared worse. You go, all right, no need for the clip on the way through. But oh, no, 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 let's spend time on that. Let, let's talk yeah. about that a bit more. So he goes on to talk about how many captains they've had in that time since 2000. He says, in the past two decades, St Kilda has also had seven coaches. So again, another clip on the way through. In the 2000s. And he says, yeah, okay. Yeah. So the captains, he's had, he said, Nick Rewalt, they've had leaders like Robert Harvey, Lenny Hayes, Luke Ball, Aaron Hamill, and he goes on to list a bunch of other players. But he says, but just like Carlton, where the excuses have run out, this is a make or break year for the Saints. Now, hang on, mate. Who's this fucking article about? <laughs> what are you bringing Carlton into this for? You're talking about the Saints, but just like Carlton, with the excuses, but fucking, we can have excuses. That is very funny. He's clipped you guys while trying yeah. to write a, an article about St Kilda. That is awesome. That is so yeah. great. That's like yeah, a, goes, that's um, like going like, um, I mean, my current wife. I mean, she's a beautiful, yeah. lovely yeah, woman. Yeah. I mean, the absolute opposite of that <laughs> wretched person <laughs> yeah, that, that I spent fifteen years with. Now he goes on to say uh, to 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 make themselves a better side that they need to have be no excuses. Okay, but then he says the Saints need to acknowledge last year when they were beaten by the Tigers in the semi final and get better. So he's saying. 
that they haven't acknowledged that they were beaten by the Tigers. Like, you know, St Kilda just walk around and go, we didn't lose that. No, no. We, we didn't lose it, mate. It looks like that on the scoreboard and the fact that, you know, Richmond went on to the prelim and then the grand final and then won that. But we didn't lose that game. Yeah, no, mate. It was the mailing ballots. That's why they lost. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we, we deserve that. That's, uh, we've, been, we've been robbed. I mean, you saw the St Kilda fans uh, yeah. storm Parliament House in January. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they don't believe the loss. They, st- they stormed AFL House. They were just, uh, one of them had the, uh, their feet on uh, on Chriso's desk. No. Oh, disgraceful. That person should be it in jail. Di- it was disgraceful. He says too, he goes on to talk about their list and what their list is like. He says, when Rowan Marshall and Paddy Ryder are fit, they present as good a ruck combination as there is. Okay, and you go, that's what a fucking build them up. They are, that's a that's huge praise from a man who probably doesn't love a ruckman. Right, but then he goes on to talk about their recruiting. Paddy Ryder, okay. <laughs> now, mate, in the last fucking sentence, you said, said that it's awesome. best in the ruck combination. So basically, you're saying Rowan Marshall, fantastic. Ryder, fuck, he drags him down, <laughs> but they make one of the best ruck combinations going going around. But when you average it out, really good. Oh, man. Ryder, oh. okay. Love you. I love and and yeah. and hey, hey, before we wrap up, we should point out. Hmm. Um, him and Eddie broke bread. Is that right? They're we've, buddies. We've been waiting for like 10 years now. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so long ago. We've been waiting all this time for him and Eddie to break bread. And they How'd got you to- mean at that chat? They got together mm. um, and had a coffee. Okay. wonder who paid. I'm tipping not Mick. Well, I'm, well, coffee in public? Actually, I don't think it actually says coffee in public or coffee in the okay. house. Um, but they got together by the fact that um, uh, Mick said he encouraged Eddie to go out in the world again. Oh, oh it's Mick who got him back out there, yeah. got him back on the footy classified. Yeah, and he said to him, he said, hey, I want you to go on footy classified mm. and say weird shit again. Yeah. You know, the yeah. people need it. Yeah, d- double down. Because he said when he uh, left Carlton, mm. Left in brackets, <laughs> that he felt like he didn't leave. He didn't want to leave the home. He was embarrassed. But he said to Eddie, you know, and after ten years, like they finally got together and they, they had a chat. And he was like, "I want you to go back out in the open, and I want you to ask questions to Bogans and see yep. if they can win twenty thousand dollars." You know what would have been great though, had Mick Malthouse um, stayed in the house and been embarrassed for this whole time since he's left Carlton and not had Wi-Fi and not had the ability to be on ABC Radio or to write these articles <laughs> and send them in because he was an embarrassment in the last uh, three years of his coaching career <laughs> and he should have realised that if he did leave the house, then people would think he's moved on from that and he should never move on for that because he ruined a car <laughs> for at least six years Sure, by sure. making some horrible decisions like sending Eddie Betts to... Adelaide uh-huh. and delisting uh-huh. Mitch Robinson, even though he's got on to a great career at uh-huh. Brisbane and uh-huh. getting rid of Jeff Garlett, even though he went on to a fairly successful career at Melbourne Yep, and uh, just being one of the worst coaches who's deluded and <laughs> continued on and who only really came to the club for money <laughs> and really didn't give a shit that he was uh, in a rebuilding phase and refused to say that they're rebuilding phase and actually said at the start of one season, that he couldn't see Carlton losing a game. <laughs> and then we went on to probably win the wooden spoon that year. So, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he, if he wants to, I, I haven't thought, I haven't thought too long about it, but it, it's up to him. It's up to Mick. If he thinks he can leave the house, fucking leave the house. <laughs> Head to Adam's comedy festival show. 
Uh, it's uh, yeah. comedyfestival.com.au <laughs> and it's about an hour of that, okay? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I want to hit you with another quick question without notice. Oh, God, another one. Why is it at club level called the best and fairest? Now, I understand that the best and fairest for the Brownlow medal, you go, that's, uh, that makes sense. It's the yeah, best. Yeah, good point. As a person who hasn't got suspended. But at a club level, you can have the world's biggest thuggerino because the the people voting, the presidents, the club members, the board, whatever, and even like, you know, at fucking very low level where it's just, I don't know, the treasurer gets to vote as well. They don't give a shit how fair the bloke is. If he can win a game off his own boot, that's all that matters. If he's snapped two people behind the play, they don't go, well, I'll take a vote off him for that. So why did it become standardised? I would put it to you mm. that at a club level, if you get suspended, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So you can still win. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why is it the B and F at a club level? It should be just be the B. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, maybe by, maybe by the fact then that they've they've – Every club now has a name for their award. So uh, the, the yeah, John Westall medal, medal or like the, um, yeah, okay. you know, Petty Crimmins medal or like um, yep. for Carlton, it's like, you know, the Mick Gatto medal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is for the, that is not for the best and fairest. <laughs> that is for the best uh, person who can keep his fucking mouth shut. At my old school, like uh, when I was like mm. in grade five to year eight, um, it was called the keenest and best. Keenest. Keenest and best, yeah. And See, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want the kid who's like really fucking keen but isn't that great. Like, yeah. you know, because can I say that the best at, at, at high school level is not going to be the keenest because he's going to be there going, mate, I don't fucking need to do that much. I'm the best. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure why keenest and best. Maybe it was kind of like, you know, to encourage people to kind of be happy, excited, happy to be there. I don't know. Or a good, or, a good mean, or maybe that maybe Keenis is like a good clubman. Well, I, I I suppose he is, but I don't reckon that even the best clubman would have got the B and F at your uh, the, sorry the the K and F at your at your I uh, sorry the K and B K and B yeah yeah <laughs> Keenis and best that's the fucking worst thing I've heard. It's a weird thing. Yeah. If I got that, I would hand it back. Yeah, I don't want to be the K and B this year. <laughs> They're like, what? But you were so keen. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm fucking off it now. Yeah, I mean, I look back at my, my trophy cabinet and I've got about 15 of them and I'm going, wow, my life has no meaning now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, football in real life? Hit us. Uh, final plugs, comedy festival shows. Head to comedyfestival.com.au for Adam and Michael. Um, and also our junk time live show. Head to try booking to get tickets for that. Brad Scott, Dane Swan, Titus O'Reilly. It's going to be sick. Yeah, it's this Sunday, 28th of March at 4pm. Please do come along. We'd love to see your faces. It's been a year and a half, Junk Timers. We want to see you. We want to hang out with our fans. It's going to be great. Our friends, Adam. Our friends. They are our friends. Uh, from Danny. And speaking of festivals, so my girlfriend and I are at Glushany at the Adelaide Fringe just waiting for a show. While we're sitting down having a drink in the food area and looking out for a friend to rock up, we see this guy sit down with his, what I assume, girlfriend at a nearby table and being an AFL player, we can say maybe girlfriend or maybe <laughs> <laughs> after thinking he looks familiar and confirming with the AFL app team list, we confirm it's Charlie Dixon. Interesting that they had to go to the app for Charlie Dixon. Well, one He's of the kind of one of those ones yeah, where you're like, yeah. yeah, I fucking know him. Couldn't see what he was eating, uh, but he looked like he was having a lovely time with her. 
uh, so much that he even took a selfie of them too. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, romantic. Romantic man. Yeah, yeah, and the kind of night sky and the lights would have been really mm. nice. Um, Ferris wheel going around, you know, people doing comedy and people going boo in the background. It'd be fun. Would they still have the Ferris wheel in the COVID times, Michael? That's question a good without notice. Really good question. I haven't been to the gardens mm. for a while, but it was a big no. um, uh, one back in the day. But also there was the, the trapeze um, uh, mat back in the day as well. Oh, there's a lot going on in the garden. Yeah, did you ever see that one? It was like a kind of you can kind of I didn't I never did it, but like you could strap yourself on and kind of jump down onto a trapeze mat. No, I didn't see that one. I was probably uh, probably a little bit um, over point oh five to remember that. Uh, didn't go up to say anything to him because our friends rocked up. But when we and when we turned around, he had gone. Oh no! Oh, oh, I wonder chance. who. I'd love to know who Charlie Dixon went and saw. Uh, that's a really good question, actually. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I actually find it quite fascinating. Like, who? There are a few acts out there, and AFL footballers will go and see them. Yeah, uh, I've I've had a couple come to my shows. I will I will admit that. I'm happy to put it out there. I'm very popular with the AFL players. I'm sure a lot of them will come to the the Junk Time AFL podcast live show. Yeah, but you're more popular with AFL players after they won a grand final and they want to, you know, hit the town. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is very very true. Hey, we're going to hit the road. Uh, comedy Festival shows, our live show next Sunday. Uh, we are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go Hooks. Go Blues. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.